Since the dawn of civilization, humankind has been searching for a sign that we're not alone in the universe. And every once in a while, we think we've found it. In France, like America, the flying saucer mystery makes headlines. A young Frenchman photographed this flying saucer. The whole sort of UFO phenomenon, the UFO craze, starts in the summer of 1947 with a private pilot by the name of Kenneth Arnold in Washington State. This is Greg Igigian, a history professor at Penn State, talking about one of the first major UFO sightings. The pilot reported seeing nine strange objects flying in a tight formation. They were flat and roundish, and he'd never seen anything like them before. Newspapers get hold of it and take it up, and uh, that's where the first time the phrasing of flying saucers came from. UFOs quickly became a pop culture phenomenon. In Washington, ghost-like objects dart across the radar screen at the CAA Traffic Control Center at National Airport for several hours, traveling more than 100 miles an hour. About as long as there have been reported encounters, people have been faking them too. But recently, something has happened that changed it every bit as much as that flight in 1947. And that's digital technology. Cell phone cameras, social media, and especially video and photo editing software. These programs like Photoshop, they're capable of making celebrities look thinner, lighting look better, and anything seem possible. And UFO researchers started to realize they hadn't seen anything yet. Hi, I'm Pia Gadkari. And I'm Austin Weinstein. And this week on Decrypted, we're taking a look at what it means for society when it becomes nearly impossible to tell whether a photo or video has been manipulated. It's part of our ongoing look at the unintended consequences of technology, where we're examining how Silicon Valley's best laid plans can go awry. Programs like Adobe Photoshop offer huge new possibilities for artists and designers, but it also means that governments, dishonest news organizations, even UFO hoaxers, they can change your perception of what's real and what's not. Stay with us. Today's UFO craze has some of the same characteristics of other fake news trends we're seeing today. Distrust of the government, slickly produced videos, and irresistibly wild content. It stopped. It's, it's, it looks like it stopped in the sky. That is not a plane. It's not a plane, dude. In the back, it's it's not a plane. I've always loved these weird internet communities, so I started poking around on YouTube, watching some of the videos. I quickly realized that there's so many types of UFO videos. Many of them are your straight-up UFO sightings. Could be paraglider, but I don't know. It's tumbling, so I don't think it's a paraglider. Also, it looks weird. Guys, I'm not making this up. I really have no clue what this... These videos are shaky. They look like they were shot on somebody's cell phone. In this one, we can see the roofs of some houses and a dark cloud in the sky. And near the top, there's a white flashing light that's moving fast. There are some other niche subject areas too, like a bunch of accounts that focus on space weather. I saw some that allege a hidden secret beneath Antarctica. Pia, you wouldn't say you're an expert in Photoshop or photo manipulation or video manipulation. That I would not. 
So I wanted to see what you thought of one of these videos and whether it could trick you, sort of. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play a video for you called UFO Filmed Over Farm in California by a channel called UFO Seekers. UFO Seekers was headed out again to see if we could catch anything flying through the air. Okay. It's a dark sky. There's nothing there. Oh, yes, there is. There's a dot of light that just shot across the screen. Okay, it looks like a star, except it's, like, bouncing around. So, Pia, is it convincing? I mean, I would say so. My head tells me that maybe I shouldn't trust what I'm seeing, but I can't tell whether the footage is real or not. As I was clicking through YouTube, watching some of the videos, it didn't take long before I was watching videos that mixed these UFO sightings with talk of government cover-ups and dubious scientific claims. So there's no question that conspiracy is um, a sort of a theme and a plot. That's Greg, the history professor. That is a part of the UFO phenomenon. And so from a very early stage, there's this idea being circulated that groups of actors, there are people behind the scenes who are... Um, uh, who know, know more than they're letting on. Prominent conspiracy theorists like Alex Jones from InfoWars have talked about UFOs with their audiences. So image, giant spaceships landing, their doors open and tentacles all come out, or pods all come out. Let's say it's wireless, but tentacles are scarier because we're designed you know, for tentacles and teeth and things attacking us. So let's go with that an allegory. And one of the biggest UFO channels on YouTube, an account called Secure Team 10, also mixes UFO sightings and conspiracy theory. Secure Team 10 has 1.8 million subscribers, and its videos have been watched nearly half a billion times. Aside from just the black budget, there is another, even deeper, underground black budget that has been and continues to be used to fund this operation, not to mention that some of this technology used is a result of reverse-engineered alien craft. Furthermore, as I've always said, and it's not just me, many whistleblowers... As these fakes go viral, they're already having consequences for global affairs. We know, for example, that North Korea has doctored images of its military capabilities, and images of politicians seeming to do things that they in fact did not do are becoming more and more common by the day. UFO spotting wasn't always like this. You can create fakes with a regular camera. You know how to do it. That's Bruce McAbee. He's kind of a godfather of UFO spotting. He talked to me about cases in New Zealand and Mexico where he investigated alleged UFO sighting. Back in the old days when they only had black and white, you could do it yourself quite easily. One of the most common types of uh, things to think about is the so-called double exposure. But since the days of detecting fake UFO sightings by looking for double exposures and other signs of darkroom trickery, there's been a revolution in editing technology. We wanted to talk to one of the people who's taking advantage of the medium and who's inside the modern UFO community. Well, I'm uh, Heathcliff Spencer Peters, and I'm from the Netherlands, and my full-time job is a YouTuber. Heathcliff Spencer Peters runs a channel called The Lion's Ground which has about 70,000 subscribers on YouTube. In quite a few of his videos, Heathcliff is standing in front of a backdrop that looks like he's on a spaceship, and his videos have titles like Bizarre UFO-Shaped Cloud Over Moscow Caught on Camera. Or Strange White Bright Orb Over San Antonio. What is it? 
This YouTube channel makes exciting but factual videos about UFOs, secret societies, paranormal experiences or stories and everything in the taboo framework. You hear me, you see me and everything. Heathcliff says he started making videos after a few things in his life went wrong. So how did you end up homeless? Uh, wrong girlfriend. <laughs> but he says he tapped into a community of counterculture YouTubers. Eventually... He says he made it into a full-time job. And that's different from the older generation of UFO researchers like Bruce Maccabee, who pursued this on the side most of the time. Yeah, I noticed that a lot of the videos I was watching had ads running on them. Every time someone views one of these ads, a small amount of money flows back to the video creator. Some of the bigger accounts, like Secure Team 10, also use Patreon. That's a website that lets people set up payments to content creators so viewers can directly support someone's work. I discovered the audiences for these videos are very engaged. Heathcliff's page has a very active comment section, and he told me he gets some of the material for his videos from his audience. How often do you get sent examples of a uh, UFO, a sighting, or what have you? Oh, not much. I think uh, between the 10 and the 20 per day. Per day? Yeah. I asked YouTube what their policy was on these UFO videos. They said misinformation is not against their community guidelines, even if it goes viral. For a video to be removed, it would have to be considered harassment or hate speech, or violate some other guideline. YouTube spokesperson Jessica Mason did say that advertisers can opt out of showing their videos on paranormal or occult topics, like a denial of the moon landing or a UFO sighting. So unabated by YouTube, these videos spread. And there are other forums, too, like Facebook and Reddit, where people can discuss UFOs, aliens, all manner of paranormal activity. So perhaps it's no surprise that UFO sightings are way up compared to a few decades ago. The National UFO Reporting Center in Davenport, Washington, which is not a federal agency, by the way, says there were 390 UFO reports in the month of July this year. That's down from about 750 sightings in July of 2015, but still way, way higher than in the 1990s. Obviously, the internet makes it easier than ever to report a formal sighting. The internet also makes it easier for these videos to spread. And crucially, it's a lot easier now to alter a photo to show evidence of extraterrestrial life than it was when people had to double expose their own film in a darkroom. Part of the reason there's such a wealth of UFO videos right now is that these days, it's easy to access a photo or video editing program. So we went to the maker of one of the most widely available programs to ask them what they thought of how their creation had taken on a life of its own. We talked to Adobe. I'm Steven Nielsen. I'm the director of product management for Photoshop. Steven agreed that tools like Photoshop have made it easier for anyone to manipulate an image. People were manipulating photographs well before... Photoshop, but Photoshop and digital technology really enabled enabled a, a higher quality result and made it much more uh, accessible. But he said that while Photoshop helped people make fake images, most people were creating images that were interesting and artistic. Also in the conversation was Victoria Nice. I'm the product manager for motion graphics and visual effects at Adobe. I cover After Effects primarily. Victoria agreed that yes, Adobe's programs have helped democratize fakery, but they can also be used to detect a fake as well. These same tools that can be used to create uh, 
create content can also be used sometimes to detect when something has been manipulated. And so there are things that you can do in both After Effects and in Photoshop that'll help you see that if you push the contrast, for instance, you can see that the noise in this part of the video is different than in this other part of the video, and so clearly these came from different sources. The problem is, most people aren't Photoshop experts, so it's very hard to detect good fakes. While it's true most of us can't spot a fraud, there are a few people who can. My name is Dean Gelotis. I am a visual effects artist. Dean's worked on everything from big-budget blockbusters to History Channel programs. One day, he was working a show. I think it was a, um, a show for the Weather Channel called Deadliest Space Weather. And he started looking up UFO videos on YouTube. And he was shocked by how obviously fake many of the videos were to his trained eyes. The hoaxers were getting away with lying to so many people. So he decided to debunk what he was seeing. I know a lot of people come to the subject of UFOs because they've had an experience that they can't explain. The fact that there are people out there exploiting this genuine curiosity these people had is just galling to me. Dean started a YouTube account called the UFO Theater. He has about 4,300 subscribers. He posts videos there every couple months. Welcome, fellow freaks, to UFO Theater. I'm Constantine. You know, there are 6.3 million UFO-related videos on YouTube, with more being added every day. How do you know which ones are worth watching? How do you know which ones are fake? That's why I'm here, to tell you what's real and what's crap whenever there's a plan. So as we said, for Dean, most of these videos were easy to debunk. So I asked him to walk me through one. This video comes from the Secure Team 10 channel. It's titled, NASA Cuts Live Space Feed. HD UFO appears at ISS 2014. That's in all caps, by the way. Yes. Now, this is not the first time that we've captured UFO phenomenon on the ISS live stream. However, it is the first time that we've caught something and recorded it from NASA's newly created live Earth stream page. So we're looking at a feed that we're told in the video comes from NASA's high-definition Earth viewing system. It's aboard the International Space Station. It's basically a big HD camera that's been constantly streaming the Earth since 2014. So nothing seems to be happening in the video. It's dark, but you can kind of make out the curvature of the Earth. And there's a solar panel that's presumably part of the ISS that's off to the right. For a while, we're just looking at the Earth. Then the image cuts to a gray screen. NASA, directly after that, had put up a notice on their live stream page indicating that they would be disabling and taking down the live stream feed for good. Uh, thankfully, someone decided to put this termination... The host of Secure burner. Team, Tyler Glockner, says this is NASA censoring the image. But according to the NASA page in the video, this gray screen is just what happens when the experiment is switching cameras or communications aren't available. That's when Tyler claims he captures the footage before it's censored and finds a triangular-shaped UFO. And all he did was he took some video that was shot from the International Space Station... This is Dean again. And he just laid over a little bit of a, um, a triangular-shaped UFO over the footage. And then he cut in this title card that says, we've lost the feet. So he claimed that this was authentic video that um, showed that not only were there extraterrestrials out there in orbit around Earth, but that NASA doesn't want you to see them. We tried to interview Tyler but he never responded to us. 
Dean is a visual effects artist, so he's an expert in this stuff. But he's no match for the rising tide of UFO content, let alone the rest of the conspiracy theories and the fake news that's making the rounds online. When Dean's videos do really well, they get maybe 20, 30,000 views. But that's only a tiny fraction of the number of people who watch the original videos he tries to debunk. I asked Dean why he still makes these videos. I don't know how much of an impact I'm making, but I'm constantly getting, for lack of a better term, fan mail from people who say thank you for, for showing me that this is not real. And thank you for helping me be skeptical about what I'm seeing. It's a good point. As a society, we're only just learning how to be skeptical of what we look at online. Or rather, what we see online is becoming harder to discern from reality. And now artificial intelligence can make what's called deep fakes, which are incredibly convincing but totally fabricated videos of essentially anyone saying essentially anything. Recently, we've seen other tech companies pledge to regulate themselves better and contain the unintended consequences of their technology. I'm thinking especially of the social media companies like Facebook and Twitter, which have essentially been forced to change their product in the wake of election interference. When I spoke to Stephen and Victoria from Adobe, I did ask them whether it would be theoretically possible for Adobe to try and catch users in the act of creating a fake. So there's really no way from a programmatic standpoint to detect why someone is making something. I mean, it, you wouldn't want to, for instance, even in this case, block it blocks satire. And yet that would be doing exactly the same kind of image manipulation with, say, current event video. Well, Photoshop does have a mechanism to detect whether people are using the program to make fake currency. But Stephen said that trying to do the same thing for other types of content would be much harder. So, Austin, seems like just another instance of a technology that comes into the world with one purpose and creates this whole slate of unintended consequences, right? In this case, the unintended consequence is that we really can't trust what we see online anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's a good and bad thing in some aspects. It's good that we're less believing of things that are edited, but bad in the sense that it negates some societal trust. I just worry that it feels a bit like a losing battle. I mean, we're already at a point where you basically need to be a visual effects artist like Dean to be able to spot what's real and what's not. And with the stuff you just mentioned about AI and deep fakes, it's only going to get harder from here. The technology kind of feels at odds with human nature a bit, that we want to believe things and we want to find things that are evidence to what we believe already. Stephen from Adobe mentioned this in her interview. And I think, you know, probably what, what is partially at play here is confirmation bias. This is a natural human tendency to just look for uh, confirming evidence, you know, evidence that, that supports your, your existing belief and discarding uh, evidence that uh, contradicts that belief. So in the end, no matter how many videos you watch, you might not change your mind about basically anything at all. Which means that trying to right wrongs and combat fake news is more important than ever. But it's also just really, really hard. That, though, leaves us with Dean in his spare time doing what he can. Does it ever feel kind of fruitless or like you're marching up a river? Yeah, well, it is, it is definitely like... Um 
um, trying to bail out the ocean with a, with a bucket. And that's it for this week's Decrypted. Thanks for listening. Do you watch UFO videos on YouTube? Have you fallen for a fake? Do you create fakes? We want to hear from you. You can email us at decrypted at bloomberg.net or I'm on Twitter at Ostwein, A-U-S-T-W-E-I-N. And I'm at Pia Gadkari. If you're a fan of the show, please take a moment to rate and review us. It really helps new listeners find the show. This episode was produced by Pia Gadkari and Magnus Henriksen. Our story editor was Anne Vandermeer. Thanks also to Brad Stone, Aki Ito, Emily Biuso, Liz Smith, and Topher Flores. Francesca Levy is head of Bloomberg Podcasts. We'll see you next week.